right, everybody, it's the ID84 Show live here from quarantine in our individual studios all around the country. It's episode 144. As always, below me, or below me, he blew me <laughs> earlier, we have Adam DeMallet. Uh, Adam, would you like to introduce our guest yeah, tonight? Yeah, uh, we have some creative people on, and today we do. Joining us today on the RD84 Show, I would like to welcome actor, writer, producer, Jordan Campbell, and singer-songwriter Caesar Cardona. Woo! Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks for joining us. Uh, you guys are all the way out in L.A., left coast. It's uh, 5 o'clock p.m. out there. And uh, you guys are just about to eat dinner, and we just, we're about to go to bed here out in the East Coast there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd first like to ask you guys, uh, like I ask every, every every week, because we've been getting people from all around the country, um, what the hell is life like out there during these past few months, uh, especially in the L.A. area being a major population? That, that's a good question. Uh, Caesar, do you want to go first? Um, yeah, you go first, man. I don't even know what the hell I want to say. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. It's because it's terrible. Uh, well, I tell you what, um, I one guilty pleasure is traffic has been slower than usual, and so you know, I've been fast and furiousing it out there. <laughs> no, I, I drive the speed limit, but um, that's that's been okay. Uh, people are real big on the mask here, yeah. uh, in my friend groups, you know. If, it, if you're seen without a mask, you know, it's, you know. You look down upon. It's like you're. It's, it's a big deal. It's yeah. a big deal. It's like not wearing so, a condom. Um, it's, you know what I mean? It's like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas when I was back in Indiana recently for vacation, it was a little bit more relaxed. I was in Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. So LA is a bit more tight on it. Is it a law out there that you have to wear it in public places or is it just kind of like, eh, whatever? For, from what I've seen, it's it's a law. Okay. But um, it's pretty strictly enforced from the places I go to. Yeah. Caesar, I mean, have mm. you seen differently? Uh, I, I man, don't I don't know. Lot. Like, uh, so how's that? I don't go out a whole lot, so maybe you've seen some different. I mean, like it's a law. I haven't seen. And I heard once in uh, I think it's Pasadena. Pasadena in LA is it's so they can kind of push their own kind of law. Yeah. A couple people got pulled over. Or got stopped by police by being outside without mask. But oh, wow. I'm in Burbank. I travel in the. I go to the, to uh, I go to Hollywood a lot. I go over the hill a lot. Anything like that. But to go in a store, most places are like, put a mask on, or you got to get out. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it's law for, from what I've seen at least. Yeah. But it's like um, people are just you know putting their foot down. It's basically how it is out here. You can't go into a public place, Massachusetts, yeah. without a uh, mask on. Um, and mask. as for enforcing, there's some towns that are kind of taking it amongst themselves to make it so you have to wear it outside. Adam and I, uh, we, we feel the need to wear it only when we approach uh, a group of people. We, we Today we were walking and we seen these uh, group of people coming towards us and we're like, we're rushing for our mask because we know the sidewalks are only four <laughs> feet wide. Yeah, I think for the most part, everybody looks at us already like we're assholes. Like hey. you and me just kind of walk. Yeah. Like, well, we'll put them on to go into establishments, do that, of course. But like everybody else is wearing them on sidewalks. Yeah. And then me, then there's me and him just walking together with our masks off, talking and laughing. But, like. we, but you know, me and him see each other every day. So it's like he's part of my uh, my bubble. So. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like when I see my wife and my, my kid, I'm like, I'm not wearing a mask around them either because it's like they're in my bubble. So I understand, like, you know, I've, I've had people jump into the traffic to get away from me not wearing a mask. But, I mean, you're outside. I mean, I, I'm the biggest asshole because I drive around. I have a Jeep with no doors and a roof off, and I'm not wearing a mask. And then the guy next to me in a <laughs> minivan by himself has, like a, like, a gas mask on with the windows up. And I'm sitting looking at him like, well, who's, who's, who's the crazy person right now? You know what I mean? Yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah, it's, I think it's something uh, to be said about going outside where to by yourself in, in this open space, you should be fine. You, you would know? think. I've, I've kind of done the same thing when I go walking. I just keep it in my hand. Yeah. Or like Sometimes I just have just the one hanging off the side of my ear. And uh, I was walking down the street here, and um, I got like I was daydreaming mind my own business. I just didn't realize that a couple was walking up towards me, and they were in the uh, riskier range, age range. Mm. And I immediately just stopped and turned around, and it looked like I was like <laughs> – I'm like, is this your card to like, just like rob them or some shit? You know? Yeah, yeah. I turned to put the mask on and I was like, they didn't give me so much shit. <laughs> I, I do get annoyed at the gym though, because I feel like, here's the thing. Like if either 
be an asshole and don't wear the mask or wear the mask and put it over your nose because I feel like when you're just wearing it like this, like you look like it's like it's like wearing a condom just over your testicles. No. Like, yeah, like <laughs> that's impressive if you can do that. Because... <laughs> uh, like, it's like, like you're not using it. Don't. You know, uh, I, I, but I, uh, Caesar, you were saying about the uh, the one ear thing. I think that's gonna be a new kind of look. You know, I think people are gonna start rocking the one ear mask look and rocking like around both different different styles. Yeah, like, to match your outfit, you got one, you got the other, and then you decide which one you want to put on depending on what you're wearing, right. or what you're saying. Because I, I mean, I do like the fashion statements people are making. Yeah. with the masks. That's true. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, all these like th- this is. The, all these companies and fashion designers and whatnot are, are monopolizing on this. They're like, well, people have to wear them, so let's make That's, one. Yeah. And, you know, more people would be like, I don't want to wear one of those surgical disposable masks. But if Gucci comes out of a mask, it matches my outfit. And if it's in the same color and patents and I could buy my dress or my shirt that matches the mask and it, you know, all coincides, then people will do so. And, and it would encourage people to actually wear it, which is actually not a bad thing when you think about it. But at the same time, I mean... If I knew what's going to happen uh, six months ago, I would have invested in the mask companies and I would have yep. invested in Zoom company, the like Zoom company. I know, right? Sure. I would have yeah. been a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, did, I did luck out, though. In the daytime, I am a boxing trainer. Okay. I teach boxing and fitness outdoors, but I've been doing that self-employed for like three and a half years and I've only been it outdoors. So as soon as people couldn't go to gyms, yeah. my my all my ads like my friends of friends my like uh, notifications just blew up like hey do you train outdoors i already oh. train outdoors so i'm like Shit. like i got ahead <laughs> on that one it's good nice. but now good. in the parks though it's just like it's like um it's like a fucking country club out in the parks oh, yeah. everybody's like in their little spots they're stacked together yeah. you know yeah 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 i i saw a cool tai chi group of like 20 people doing tai chi in complete sync it was so beautiful uh I wanted to join and just completely ruin it. Just join, join the middle. If you're going to violate their six feet, just get somewhere in the three. You know what I mean? Or it's just really spoil it for everyone. You know? Exactly. You sniffle a couple times. Yeah. Just, whatever. <laughs> God, whatever you do, don't walk by someone and sneeze. Because, I mean, it, you it's might as well worst. be screaming fire in a, hotel, in a, in a, in a yeah. movie theater because people will stop running like it's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, like, all joking aside, I mean, it is kind of, it is, it is something serious is going on at, uh, but I, I think we're uh, I feel like we're getting through it. I feel like the uh, the worst is behind us. And now we're just kind of cleaning up the, the damage and making our way through. I think I don't know. Wishful thinking, I guess. But I feel like I'm starting to get optimistic, too. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are from California. So uh, big news out in California last night or yesterday, I should say, with uh, Li- um, Biden picking his running mate, a uh, Californian. Um now, Cesar, I know you 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 back and forth in New York, live in Florida, and California. Uh, Jordan, are you have you always been from California, or you said Indiana? You had family, but yeah, I grew up in Indiana, and I moved out here uh, in 2016. Okay, so Cali guy for four years, just yeah, yeah. So I still feel fresh sometimes. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. So are you guys familiar with the uh, the running mate? Uh, what was it? Uh, Harris. Yes. Kamala Harris, yeah, she's all right. She's, uh, you know, I'm, um, I'm gonna, I'm very, very liberal. I learned, I moved to California for a reason. Yeah. I love California. I'm a California person. The East Coast is a happen to be a place that I was just born. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is my home. Um, I, you know, I kind of feel like they're both of them, their policy and their history. They're mostly closer towards the center. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, personally, I feel in the big picture of it. So uh, I appreciate her. I think that when it comes up to going against Pence, for example. She's gonna just have him for lunch. We're gonna eat him. Yeah, I mean uh, she. She was. She's, she was eating that's people. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking for like WWE style <laughs> debates with Kamala Harris and Mike Pence. She's gonna eat him up, and I feel like she's gonna balance out Joe Biden's gaffes because she's pretty, you know, articulate. Yep. And Should we throw them in a swimming pool full of lube? Would that be fun to watch? <laughs> no, want to see that? I don't want to see Joe Biden <laughs> full of lube. I can tell you that <laughs> much. I don't I mean, know if Mike Pence would sign Pinsford, off yeah. on that, but... As well, in a weird way. Mike Pence's defense only going one woman, so he'd be happy with the two other guys, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> I just think it's, I think it's uh, funny because um, Harris was such a man-eater during the debates, and she... Biden was one of her victims, and, I mean, she handled mm-hmm. herself quite well, and, and for, you know, being a... Uh, 
politician out in California, not really, not a cent, not a uh, you know a federal senator or whatever, state senator, but someone who was just pretty much you know a district attorney, and then she kind of did stuff just basically for the state of California that a lot of people didn't really know who she was, and all of a sudden she comes out in these debates and she's like gung ho, kind of like guns blazing, taking people down, and I would say it is pretty impressive. Um, she does bring it. She, she does that, hold like, her own. That- yeah. That mother, that like strong mother, strong auntie archetype that comes in and just like, Yo, let me tell you something a couple of times. Like, <laughs> yeah, she has right. that, that demeanor, which really fits for, for anybody who's, you know, kind of weary which about is, Biden and his dimension. She knows how to ask the questions where any way you answer it, you look like an idiot. Yeah. That's that it. Yeah. In her which is nice yeah. which is, is very nice. when you compare the two not comparing uh, policies and whatever but the way they handle uh being a politician you could you can see that harris and trump are very unique in their own fashions of the way they pretty much just tell it how it is one way or another whether you believe or not um which i think it's unique and i think it's it's different from the norm that we've been used to for so many years that you know like someone who just says hey listen this is the way it is Go fuck yourself, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, you know? sure. If it you is, go back, that's. I think everyone got tired of the fake politician. We all saw through it immediately, oh, yeah. so it's time to just cut the bullshit and just get right to it. I think people respect it. I agree. That's, you know, say what you know about Trump. I mean, I think he connected with everyone. You know, on that level, well, a lot of people on, on that level. No, yeah. If you watch that footage of him um, talking, it's been an hour so far past it. Footage of him talking to uh, Jeb Bush. Yeah. And and he just devours. It's like a comedian. You, like it's that like kid in class that yeah. you just can't out talk. Yeah. You can be one hundred percent right, but you yeah. just can't out talk the guy. He just out comedian the cat. Yeah, and he destroyed so many people. Like what's her name? Uh, Pocahontas. What's her name? She said she was Native uh, American. Miss Warren. 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 Yes. Oh my gosh, her career yeah. is. Just, oh she's, man, she's not a like, she's not very destroyed. popular in Massachusetts. I'm going to tell you. No, that. definitely not. It's, it's a shocker. I, I saw- I saw so many people boohooing that she didn't get the nomination, but it's like all Trump had to do was say Pocahontas on yeah. the debate stage, and she's done. Well, can't get yeah. I gotta tell you, there weren't people from Massachusetts boohooing because we don't like her around here. It's very, yeah. <laughs> and she's very, very fortunate because right now Maki is our other senator, and he's uh, going to the primary with uh, Kennedy, Joe Kennedy the third, which is the uh, uh, great, which is the grandson of uh, Robert Kennedy. And the redhead uh, guy, right? Redhead guy, yeah. And uh, yeah. he's probably going to uh, destroy Maki. And Warren is very fortunate that she wasn't going against him um, mm. that last for the primary. Because um, I don't think Maki really has a leg to stand on when it comes to a Kennedy in Massachusetts, for that matter. Because there's still a lot of older people, baby boomers and stuff, who are alive who still remember the Kennedy. I mean, we had Ted Kennedy as a senator for 42 years. Whether or not he did much or he did, it's that's up to everyone's opinion, I guess. But um, it's like a name that like stands, you know, like you see that name and it automatically goes to politics. And it's like if you don't know anything about both parties, you see that name. It's kind of like when you go to a store and you see like Pepsi or you see like. You know Bob's Cola, right? Well, you gonna most people go with Pepsi because they know the name. You know, what I mean, I don't, like, I don't know about this Bob's Cola. I don't know what's gonna, you know, what I mean, yeah. who the fuck's this Bob guy? Yeah, like what the fuck does he think? Even though it's probably the best cola in the world, you know, what I mean, this cola can yeah. kick ass. But people like like McDonald's, right? Burger King, it's Brandon, right? And politicians, Kennedy, Brandon, boom, he has it right there. All he had to do was be yeah. born. And he was he was branded, you know. What I mean, he didn't have to do anything. He yeah. could just walk in to the polls, uh, you know, one day and be like, "Hey, my last name's Kennedy, and I'm related to all of them." And he's like, "Oh, yeah. okay." Yeah, he's well spoken too, and he's pretty well spoken also. He is, yeah. He does he does a pretty good job speaking. Um, they they love him. They love him around here. Um, he's yeah. he wasn't in our district. He was more. Uh, I, I'm trying to think. He was more of the South Shore of Massachusetts district. Um, but. Uh, his his dad's his dad was a good guy. Uh, his dad was uh, this guy, uh, obviously Joe Kennedy, the second I believe, and he had this thing going on called Joe for Oil. And basically, what he did was he worked with uh, oil refineries from around the world, and he was able to get them to reduce or donate oil for people who were low income or couldn't afford to fill their oil tanks um, during the winters in Massachusetts. Uh, which, as you know, gets very cold up here. And, you know, we, me and my wife filled out a tank uh, a few months ago, and it cost $400 to fill your oil tank. You know, and it only lasts maybe a month and a half if you're lucky. If you, and that's if you're using the oil conservatively. Uh, so this Joe Foil thing was a huge thing around here. And uh, 
it really uh it, it was a very helpful thing see when politicians do stuff like that it's helpful and it's helping people in that manner it's you could see like all right i can understand putting money towards something towards that you know um but we're not a, a political show by the far, but I was just curious. <laughs> I just want to get you guys' point of view on stuff because it's it's a topic of conversation these days, you know? Oh, it's a huge – I mean, it's history, you know? Yeah. The first black woman, you know, on the belt. On the bill, so. Uh, and for California, no. he's, he's, he's going to get it anyway for mm. electoral votes. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. no matter what I or, or you know, anybody in this country. You might as well throw Texas and California out because they always go one way. I mean, you have to go historically deep into many, many decades of when they did not. I mean, the last time California voted uh, Republican was uh, Reagan, and that was, what, 88. Go. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean. Um, more, yeah. But that never happens. And just like no. Massachusetts is, I think the last time they voted Republican was Reagan as well. No, no, they did not. Actually, that election, I believe, um, he ran against, uh, I forgot I, I my history, but I don't believe Massachusetts, I believe they still voted Democrat after all that. Huh. So um, who the hell knows? We will find out. Yeah. It's, it, it, we're living history right here. It's kind of wild. we got a pandemic going on over here. Yeah, it is an election of the of the world, you know, of one of the hugest elections in the the state of this entire country is on the line in a few months. Um, things are wild, you know, uh, but fuck, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a ride, right? What's the worst that's gonna happen, right? We get taken over by a foreign country, and you know, we're all <laughs> enslaved. I mean, what, I mean, um, right? But uh, it'd be yeah. New Zealand, please. Well, New Zealand. <laughs> well, New Zealand thought they got a. F- so you see the thing. So that's a good, a good topic. You see what's going on in New Zealand? They had yeah. closed their borders and they were like, no one's coming in. And then all of a sudden, they get these road cases of COVID nineteen, and they mm-hmm. they can't figure out where the hell they came from. That's so odd. It's conspiratorial. I've been thinking about this a lot. Where <laughs> the hell did they come from? I feel like some rogue agent came in, just kind of did a little rogue cough and backed out. Uh, I mean, so I they closed they it completely. Said. Yeah, I feel like they say they close things off, but I don't care. It's it's this 21st century. People are getting in. Nothing's ever closed off 100. percent I guarantee somebody somehow, some way, a group of people got in there that had it, and that's just what happened. Think a bunch of bunch of guys on rafts coming from Australia just rowing across the the bay. They're like, all right, we gotta close everything off. It's impossible. No, you still gotta get imports come in some kind of way, right? Yeah, yeah. All it takes is one person to like. Cough yeah. on it's not it's left out for twenty four hours. Or whatever. That import things like that come trips. over there are strictly from yeah. there and don't go anywhere else. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. like it's it's gonna happen. It's like herpes. I think that if I was them though, I would sit back and just understand that there's gonna be a couple of anomalies where that happens. Like okay, we're shooting for nothing, but we're gonna get like four cases yeah. instead of the you know thousands who die a day in that it's, other country. Exactly. It's really putting the bar really really high. That's I mean that's like yeah. going into like uh, University of Texas saying this year we're gonna have no cases of herpes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know it's going to happen. So it's yeah. like, you know, yeah. you're really going to put yourself there in the hundreds. Like, all right, 100 <laughs> co-eds are probably going to come down with some kind of STD because it's University <laughs> of Texas or or insert any university that people like to potty right there. Um, yeah. Frankly, I'd be a little disappointed if there weren't any herpes cases. I, I mean, <laughs> I'd say those dorm potties aren't as well as they used to be. You know what I mean? I mean yeah, yeah. But. Um, now, Jordan, I would like to talk about your short film, Virginia Forever. Yes, we got to talk oh, about Oh, awesome, yeah. It, it, no, you know what? It's it's right in my wheelhouse, actually. It's one of those films that has, it's a slow burn. And it's like one of those things that's like, it's smart because you want to see it through to the end to see what the hell is going to happen, you know? Yeah. And I feel like with filmmaking, that is kind of a risk because if it sucks, then it's like, I'm not even going to see it through. So before, but if it's captivating enough, then you're going to want to see it through to the end. And the payoff is hopefully worth it. In this case, I thought it was. I thought it was a very good short film. It kept my attention. I want to see what happened. And yeah. it didn't go the way I thought. It was pretty fucked up. But so, it was good. So, Jordan, yes. for, for the people who haven't seen it, and I don't know if Caesar's seen it or not, but could you give us a brief uh, synopsis of, like, what this short film is? Just so, and then we'll, 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 we'll dig into it a little bit more. But, like, for the people who are out there, maybe engaged on this and maybe want to go into YouTube and check this thing out. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so uh, this short film, uh, I was actually, so when I wrote it, I was writing a cheesy Hallmark Christmas movie. Okay. And it was happy, happy all day. And one day I was like, fuck this. <laughs> I need to get some depressing shit up there. <laughs> wrote this like a madman in an hour. Filmed it. And uh, with an insanely group of talented people. And basically the short film, it's about this woman whose wife goes missing and um, it's her mourning the loss 
of you know the disappearance of her wife okay and you know things unravel and yeah um yeah, you don't want to spoil too much, but it, anybody listening, it is worth it. But now you say you were you're in the middle of doing a cheesy Hallmark thing. So is that what inspired kind of the beginning, like the old, like where they're kind of in love and like that's what it kind of looked like. Yeah. I, when I thought when I first started watching it, I was like, this looks like it's supposed to be on the Hallmark Channel, <laughs> right? Yeah, and then it yeah. just kind of tapers. We start going down this really dark alley. And it was I liked it. It was really good. Yeah. I really wanted to throw a curveball where it's like I want to throw you this fairy tale movie where you fall in love with these people in like three minutes and i want to completely just like put the knife in fully twist and just like that thing you loved yeah it's not there anymore it's not there anymore and that's what you did i because i think you did a great job in the the beginning kind of like being a shot film kind of giving you a history like kind of giving you the whole like uh relationship to a point kind of like that musical montage and you know and them talking and conversing with each other and trying to get an idea about like who they are and establish character development and without saying too much you developed the characters so much that i picked an enemy like you get two characters and you pick the one who's the bad person i picked the bad i and i go all right that is the person that's going to be causing trouble in this relationship and boy was i wrong (laughs) that is so funny i i love seeing who people identify with because you're right there's two sides to it it's like a rorschach test some people identify with one of the girls and the other I didn't realize with the other girl. I, I also appreciate too how it's it's fucked up, but it's not graphic. Yeah. I feel like a lot of problem nowadays when people try to disturb you is they just throw gore at you and try to do this. And that's just kinda of, kinda of roll my eyes when I see that. It's like, oh well that's gross. Like hockey I Holocaust. Like, I don't feel like yeah. it's fucked up. You know, and uh but like when I saw that I was like, Oh wow, that's just fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't even need any gore or anything. It was like, Oh, that's great. You know, there are a lot of there are a few movies like that now. That I think like get that you know they they can they, they can pull that off and uh, you did it was great. I'm so glad you mentioned that because it was a deliberate choice to not show a whole lot, yeah. um, and to make or have the audience imagine and work for themselves, yeah. fill in mm-hmm. the dots because that yeah. is scarier in a way. Now, I do notice there are two other films you have kind of that I, that come up under your name is uh, there's a Ghost in the Bedroom and uh, what uh, what we want for Christmas. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. What we for Christmas horror? I don't know. Like I see ghosts in the bedroom. I saw this one, and I knew you know those are both horror. So what we want for Christmas? I don't know. What we want for Christmas? A vibrator? What? <laughs> I don't know. Let's you go know. On. You yeah. know. It could That's be, what I got I, you for Christmas this, last year. Uh, so. <laughs> I, I will say this one. What we want for Christmas? I love that short. I feel like not a lot of people. Um, I'll check it out. Got it. If you like similar, I'll just say fucked upness. Yeah. With that you enjoyed with this, I think you'll identify it. So basically that short, I um, it's about a pizza delivery person who delivers a pizza to a woman on Christmas Eve night. And oh. I'll just leave it at that. Wow. And yeah, right. I think a lot of people follow me on Twitter. Not a lot of people. I have like 400 followers. But people who follow me on Twitter, I me. tweet. <laughs> it's too many, really. Too many. I tweet out dick jokes, you know? And so people don't expect these like artsy fartsy movies from me yeah. i try and keep people on their toes so i think that was the first short we did and it threw people off and so but i i really like it so something i found unique was uh the shots of like so shot shot movies are, are tough enough as it is because you need to establish characters you need to establish plot and you need to have an, some kind of ending in a matter of you know 20 minutes, 15 minutes, a half hour, depending on how long you want to make it. So to develop yeah. and everything, you have to accelerate. You don't have room for any fat or any of that garbage. So yeah. there was like, I, what got me, I don't know, it was just because it was, I was after lunch and I was just chilling. But like the, the, the way you, there was a scene where she wakes up and she's like brushing her teeth. And I feel like the brushing of the teeth was like a beat or two longer than it should be on camera. But... There was this oddness of like, why is she brushing her teeth longer than than long? Like you were waiting for something. It was like you know you would see something, right? but I felt like I was waiting for something to happen, and then all of a sudden it cuts to her driving. I'm like, well, what's gonna happen now? You know what I mean? It's like, why is this taking longer than it would take? And it's, yes. it's, it's all this anticipation that would built up to what you finally figured out and you started piecing it together. Um, but I was I was like, wow, okay, this. Is, it, it, 
it was interesting. But uh, were those intentional moves, or was it just kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I just want to show this girl really brushing, getting a thorough, our molas really thoroughly uh, clean. We support thorough brush cleaning. We want to show Good. the full three minutes that the dentist recommend. <laughs> <laughs> she's mouthwashing, she's flossing, she's in there with the water yeah, pitch. She's she's like, oh, there's deleted scenes of her fucking flossing. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want my dentist to see it and think badly of me. That's right. Uh, we all lied to our dentist. So now that, he can maybe tell the truth. So I'll drink yeah. that. Um, no, yeah. that was a deliberate move to make you feel awkward and uncomfortable yes. and just sit in her like loneliness because the beginning it moves kind of fast paced, you know, mm -hmm. and it completely disrupts that fast paced tone with a slow. Yeah hanging on to awkward and one thing our set deck curl uh she did was in the beginning you see her and her wife brushing her teeth and there's a thing of flowers and they're beautiful and lively but when you go back and see her alone the flowers are dead and you know mm -hmm. and so i wanted to show we wanted to show that a bit and uh, yeah, but overall, just disrupt the tone and just make it cringy and awkward and make you think. Yeah, it did. Man, it Good. did. Yeah. Oh, I, I and uh, even the way you left scenes, I thought were interesting. There was a particular scene where it shows um, kind of a flashback with a reality scene coming towards the end. Uh, you probably know what I'm talking about. The stairwell, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And the way you you kind of interjected the initial initial part of the scene was it was almost like it was it was at real time it was it was to date so you you figure she's concluding what she was suspecting and with, with clues kind of peppered around that maybe maybe she's still around where is she you know um and then then coming full circle with like the flashback to the front to real it, oh, whew, i was like yeah that's what i said to adam like all right i know what happens at the end and i i thought it was a simple you know uh, conclusion and then oh man <laughs> I, when I when we were filming when I wrote it I was so because you never know what you're making until it's done and the people tell you yeah it, you know. but the whole time we we're making it I was banking on all right I hope they're thinking this happens but this is you know and so because it's whole especially with drama and thriller stuff it's been done so many times different ways mm -hmm. it's hard to come up with a new perspective. And so it's really, I try and make these big swings just to, you know, you got to go big or, you know. Yeah. So, so what's next? I mean, like, I know COVID has kind of slowed things down for everybody, but like, is what's what's on the horizon coming up for you? Are there any projects you're kind of going through in your head or you want to do or like what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. So I just got back from a meeting with uh, my director and the blonde actress. Uh, we're setting up a new film, a new short to shoot, uh, similar drama. And other than that, I've been writing uh, TV pilots. I just did a, a sports comedy that's kind of similar to The League. Yeah, uh, nice. I uh, am writing a feature that's about a downer luck MMA fighter that comes back to her hometown to find that it's been taken over by Satan worshiping cultists. Oh, wow. Nice. nice. And I submitted to the Disney writing fellowship. So I'm always writing mm -hmm. and just applying myself in all different genres. And so yeah. same here. I feel that it sucks though. Cause I felt like the pandemic really killed a lot of momentum for people. Yeah. It really did. I was, I write too. And like, I was, I've been writing this, this short for um, a, my brother's friend. He's in New York for these people in New York city. And they loved it. And then it looked like it was coming together. And then the pandemic kind of happened and slowed everything down. And now it's like, oh, well, is this going to pick up again? We don't know. Because it's the face. It's not like it's a Hollywood production here. You know what I mean? It's like right. everybody has other things they're doing too. So it's hard to kind of pick things back up again. And the way it's funded, it's not like, like I said, it's not like it's Hollywood. So people have to kind of come back on the same page. So that takes time. And yeah. it sucks, you know? I, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, Adam, one of the hardest things about filmmaking is simply just getting everyone's schedules aligned. Yes. It's so oh. hard. I, <laughs> it is. I uh, I filmed a feature in Indiana before I came out here, a horror comedy, and we had our model not show up for three weeks in a row on the wow. day. That's that cool. It was one of those things where it was like, <laughs> maybe we should get a new model. Yeah. I mean, what do you guys think? She hasn't shown yeah. up for three weeks. Like, that I don't sucks. know. Yeah. I mean, at that point, why would you just replace her? Is she that cool? Like, was she sleeping with somebody? Cool, but we got someone cooler. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Adam and I both been in features like small little, you know, films and whatever. Adam more than I have, but and uh, 
I know just on on first hand, like that's the oddest. You're right, that's the oddest part because everyone gotta because the people like Adam and I aren't doing this to make money or for a living. We're basically doing it like for a hobby or to build our uh, you know a portfolio. So we're obviously working real jobs that are paying our bills, you know, during the day. So it's like, you know, it's tough to get everything aligned, you know, and then getting everyone involved. Some guy's a waitress, but the other guy works at, uh, you know, an engineering company. So their hours are different. So you have to find that one time period and and it's tough. It's insane. Independent filmmaking is so, yeah, it's hard. And it's just like, you know, getting the equipment, getting the right people. Mm-hmm. What I love about filmmaking, though, I'm sure you guys have stories about this. It's constant problem solving because every day on set, something, yep, something breaks. Yeah, <laughs> you know, something doesn't go the way you want it to, and everyone's late. But I'm sure it's worse in California too because nobody's on time in Never. fucking California. Never. Look it at is- the Dodgers oh. game; they don't come to the fourth inning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and you get there, and oh, we can't use the location anymore. Oh, we have to find new location in an hour. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Where do you get most of your funding for these films? Do you kind of um, go out there and do like a GoFundMe or do you kind of just find people who want to invest in, you know, putting some money towards it? Right now, we've just been funding it ourselves. Um, we've been gracious enough for the crew people. They've been willing to work for free. They just believe in the projects. The actors have worked for free. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, we want to do a short uh, well, a feature uh, that's like 70 minutes or a little bit, you know, lighter than that. Yeah. And that we'd want to pay people because working on a feature that's a big commitment it's asking a lot of people so we might go into gofundme and kickstarter but um if it was up to me i'd bump into some rich doctor <laughs> on, you know i think i might just face back and forth outside of hospitals and hope i can bump into someone yep uh, if you need people me and adam will be more happy to fly out there and kind of just, just I got be, friends out there. Just be our people in the background. You know what I mean? Most of our listeners are in California. I know. We, we, me, and Adam, uh, me and Adam could be sitting in the background drinking a coffee and, you know, just to fill space. You know, we're, we're good at doing that. We do that every day at work. So it wouldn't be any different. great. <laughs> I'd be more than happy to have you guys. And I'll, I'll gladly come up there and be, you know, collab with you guys. Hey, anytime you're let, let us know. I, There's a lot of good scenes to film out here. We have a lot of good scenery, you know, especially I, the fall. I want to go to Boston uh, to go to Fenway. Mm. That's on my goal. My big uh, bucket list. Yeah, damn right, absolutely. It's like the, uh, I, I, it's the mecca of baseball. I would say, you know, uh, it's the, it's, you know, that Yankee Stadium back in the day, whereas, but the new Yankee Stadium is beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't have the same uh, feel. You know, right now you really get, you really only get, I feel three stadiums in the entire country that still have that. It's Dodger Stadium in L.A., which still has that nice, authentic, you know, 1950s style, you know, great scenery, old school baseball stadium. Wrigley Field in Chicago, which goes really, really far back into the you know early century of uh, you know the beginning of baseball, and that has been similarly somewhat not touched and mostly you know captured in time, and then you have right. Fenway, which is kind of a uh, hybrid of the two, where it still has the you know unique features of a ballpark uh, that was kind of built and because it had to be built around its property line, but also has the old school feel, but also the modern you know feels to it as well um yeah those are the three original stadiums that are those the oldest stadiums, the three too. oldest stadiums too yes so i yeah. think in the believe it or not the fourth oldest stadium is uh the uh angel stadium and really oh, that yeah, yeah. That's in the 50s that was yeah uh, <laughs> it was the late 50s early 60s and it's the yeah, tr- it yeah. was the old it's school or yeah this old school cement kind of round type mm-hmm. of stadium and that they kind of all phased out except for anaheim still in oakland are still holding on to these old school stadiums and it's like yeah. It's very interesting when you when it comes to baseball, but um, did you see the proposal for the new A's stadium? I feel bad for the Oakland A's, I, and I can tell you why. Because oh, you know, the, the, no, the the, the, the the Oakland A's are the redheaded stepchildren of Major League Baseball because you know they they started in Philadelphia, they got booted out of there because the Phillies were more important. They went to Kansas City, got booted out of there because then the 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 Kansas City Royals came a couple more years later and said, "Sorry, we're getting a new stadium." And sorry, bye bye, Oakland A's. So then they find a home in Oakland, and all they want, all they want is a. They're the only team. I mean, now that the Raiders are gone, but we're the only team still playing in a multi-use stadium. In a, and I've been to the Coliseum, and it it must be great for football, but it's terrible for baseball. Is it's kind of a dump, and 
every year they become a new proposal for a new stadium. And I remember they were going down to uh, Santa Clara or Santa or uh, or San Jose area, and uh. the the forty uh, the um the Giants said no, and they made a big stink, and they said get the hell out of here. This is our territory. And the poor A's is just sitting there like a homeless child on the street in their like paper box of a of a stadium, you know. And before yeah. before the pandemic, their stadium during games still looked like they look now. <laughs> That's what they think sometimes. It's like, so sad to so see. You're totally right, man. I'm a big Dodger fan, and uh, I would follow you know all the West Coast games. That's you doing the games. Come on, you yep. know, the schedule, or whatever. I'd look at the top of the stadium with somebody's a home run. I'm like, what the hell no is everybody? There. No one's there. Yeah. I was. I went out to. So I did this thing uh, before. Before I was 30 years old, I wanted to see all 30 ballparks. So my uh, last three ballparks on the list that I had to go see was uh, Oakland, um, San Francisco, and Seattle. So I was out, and, so I did three or four days. I stayed in the Bay Area, and uh, so the night I was going to go to the Oakland game, I go out there, and I, I go to the game Thursday night. There's no one there, and it's like it's empty. There's pe- people peppered throughout the stadium. So I start wandering like I usually do, and I'm wandering up, and I somehow get into, like, the club level, and I don't know how I got up there. I just kind of wandered up there, and then I kept on walking, and then I got through this area where it looked like you were supposed to have special tickets for, and no one stopped me, so I didn't stop. So I kept on going, and then I ordered a beer at the bar and kind of just pretended to be there. So then they have like the uh, balcony, so you go out and you could sit out there and watch the game. So I go out there and I'm like just standing there watching the game, and I'm there for an inning. And then I go, you know, I get a little ballsy, so I'm like, I'll just take a seat. I don't see any. No one's been out here for an inning. I'll go take a seat. So I go take a seat and I sit there, and I'm there probably till about the seventh. Ah, it was the sixth inning because you can still get drinks, and this is sweet. Little old lady actually came up to me and she excuse me. And I go, she's like, are you supposed to be here? And I go, to be honest with you, no. I go, <laughs> I go, I gotta be honest with you. I've been, I've, I told her my story. I've been traveling the country, going to baseball stadiums. And I wandered around and I wandered into this area and no one stopped me. So I kept on wandering and then I got a drink and then I got some balls and I sat here and I go, and she go, and I go, how, wh- is that obvious? I'm not supposed to be here. And she's like, She's like, yeah. She's like, we don't allow people to sit out here in this section during games. That's why I was. A, I go, I go, I go. This oh, one, I go. This is what blew my cover. I go. This is what I did. I go. I go. I would have been all right if I stayed in here. And she starts laughing. And she goes. She goes. I can't have you sit out here because people will know you're not supposed to be here. But once you leave here and you kind of, she's like, you could feel free just to kind of mingle around. And I go, oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> so I did. And you I took. You the one spot no one can sit. Th- that happened to me twice. Once in Oakland, and the second time was in Cincinnati. It was a Monday afternoon game against. It was the Reds versus the Pirates. Both teams suck, and uh, I w- wandered around like I usually do, and I had standing room seats. So when I usually had standing room seats, I would go find an area that had people in it, but like you know, I'd just find a random seat and sit there for an inning and walk around and not make myself too obvious. So in Cincinnati, apparently there was like these huge sections they had blocked off, similar to what they do in Oakland, but Oakland puts the tops over them. Well, Cincinnati didn't do this. So I just went off and ran and sat into left field. And I sat there for like an inning. And Asha came over to me and goes, you're not supposed to be sitting here. And I'm looking to my left. I'm looking to my right. I don't see a person for five, five sections. And I go, I go, is it a problem? And he's like, we closed these sections during the games. So I'm like, oh. He's like, oh, I was just wandering around. He was not nice. He told me to leave and go back to the designated standing area, which I did not do. But I made it look like I did just to pacify his uh, his needs. It was almost like Paul Blatt, the mall cop, was uh, he needed someone to bust that day. You know what I mean? Now, uh, Caesar, I I'm gonna say right now I am slightly jealous of you because so on YouTube, if I YouTube your name, the first thing that comes up is that lavender and lemon song on First Coast Living, and you that was seven years ago, and you barely oh, age, you barely age, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you look big, man. I appreciate <laughs> I'm it. I'm kind of jealous. I'm like, dude, it doesn't age. Like, what the hell? I'm, 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 I'm completely... So how long How long have you been writing and doing music, and you've been in the game for a long time? Uh, ladies must love it, too. Any guy with a guitar, yeah. you got, you're, it's like... I learned how to play an instrument just to get laid. <laughs> Hasn't worked. I'm too busy with the skin flute. Triangle, oh, great triangle doesn't count, man. You can't put a triangle. You're not going to get laid from that. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I've been playing for a good while since so I was 16, 17. I was self taught uh, guitar, piano, trumpet, and uh, started singing as well. I taught myself every single thing. And um, 
And then that thing happened on television, which was really dope. Somebody found yeah. me, put me on this news thing, this morning show, I should say, yeah. which was awesome. And actually, lo and behold, I, considering the ladies, yeah. uh, I was, uh, <laughs> I, so they showed it. I was on, it's on their live and they show it. It's on Friday. They show it at noon and then again at like four and they show it throughout the weekend the whole time, right? Well, the yeah. first time, this is the very first time I did a live performance on television. So I was just like, Oh fuck! I gotta see what I look like. You're like, what did I do? Yeah. I'm critiquing it. Like, oh yeah, of course. I shouldn't have yeah, said that. Yeah, Whatever yeah. the hell, right? Anyway, so I'm sitting on. I'm sorry, standing in my kitchen on Facebook, just like looking around, waiting for my performance. And I go on the performance. I talk. I watch myself perform. Watch myself talk and do the interview. And they ask for my Facebook information. And I said, oh my, well, my, you know, my social media. Yeah. yeah I said yeah. Caesar Cardona, and then uh, blah 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 blah. And as soon as I said, I remember on Facebook. The friend request post would pop, 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 mm. like four requests, five requests, six requests. Stop blowing up. Girls, 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 girls. Nice. Girls. Uh, <laughs> a ton of them. It was crazy. Anyway, fighting them off I with noticed a stick. That. You know, it was for, like, and that's that is uh, that's not me bragging. I was like, holy, who's watching this at noon on a Friday? Yeah, that's what are you guys? Horny housewives. Horny housewives. Horny housewives. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> guys, girls, I, I find them both flattering. You know, this this guys and girls, you know, I, it's a, listen, hey, listen, I always know that if I ever wanted to switch, I, I have a starting position as, as center field <laughs> on both teams. So, you know, I mean, it's the way I look at it. It's yeah, a, it's a yeah, flattering thing. For sure. But that's hilarious. Now so, we go back to you. It so, was so strange, though. That was just nuts. And maybe there was guys, too, probably. And, you know, fuck, who cares? Who cares? Just, I just remember seeing that. I was like, my goodness. People like you. Of course, I was, what, I was 21, I think. Oh, I forget how old I was then. But I uh, I was very intrigued by that. Anyway, uh, I'm self-taught, just like I said. And then I did that. I won some singer-songwriter awards in the East Coast, too. Like, you just submit yourself and you go up to tournaments. Oh, and nice. And nice. once I finished those, um, I just played more and more shows around. And I'm a, sh- I'm a gig person. Like, I just, like, get on stage. Mm-hmm playing nice. the social media side is the worst for me because i just like eh, whatever man but it's, it's tough but it's a necessary thing it's really it needed you know yeah. what's your favorite yeah. instrument like not necessarily what you're best at but like what 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 is your favorite i mean they could be two oh, different man. things you know? oh my piano my piano without like question piano? It's nice like legit it's like right nice here. you rolled it up wow. Wait, look i'm at sitting that. i'm sitting at it <laughs> I love that's a musician this whole time I know. You would be toggling back and forth well, if you're not even listening to us and playing piano. That's why you said. I see his hands up here when you hear a piano key, like, dong. But I'm like this talking, and I'm like, I don't know where that's coming from. I have no idea. Yeah. Just playing up and down. You're sitting next to a piano. My, Jordan's sitting next to Final Cut Pro in his uh, camera right there. You guys, it's natural. You guys just sit there with your, with your tools. You know? Exactly. We're just mad geniuses always working. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, piano's probably my favorite. I just like I said, I dig it so so very much. It speaks, I, I it hits what I'm shooting for at all times. And most musicians who play piano would kind of say this this similar thing that you can kind of um it's laid out for you uh, the instruments. Yeah. The instruments other, most other instruments are kind of like compressed, but this you can write for other instruments or harmonies because it's so spread out. And it's a percussion instrument too. It's very easy for somebody for you to just do this while talking mm-hmm. consistently, whatever you want to say, offbeat or on beat, either way. But to yeah. like do a strum and hold, it just takes a little more extra skill. So this is much more mm, commandable, I guess. You know what I think the coolest instrument is, but it's like the most dorky that nobody ever wants to talk about is the, uh, you know, the accordion. That's it. You got to use accordion. air and all these fucking buttons. Mm-hmm. Which like, is kind of like a kinda oh, cool, yeah. but like it looks like just awkward and nerdy. And, and there's a keyboard weird. on yeah. the accordion, <laughs> so you can actually play. I mean, yeah. Yeah, right, so you're, you're compressing. You're playing. Caesar, noise, you're playing. It's just an idea. You can do it next show. I would say, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure you could. I'm sure you're the type of guy who could pick up any instrument and figure out how to play it in about five minutes. You know, what I mean, just because you're just naturally gifted with the uh, the musician skills. You know, I'll figure it out. Why the hell not? Hell yeah, right. I've always wanted to be at a party and see the guy play the guitar and start strumming, and then like you said, bring a mic, Cordy, and just start over. <laughs> this guy. <goes. laughs> Well, the bagpipes to stop that. You know, you think someone just died in, uh, you know, South Boston, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, the piano, I find, is uh, a very, it's my favorite instrument to play as well. Because you can can lay down a bass and you can kind of harmonize and you can play to it. And it's actually, for me, my my number one instrument is uh, percussion, but 
you're using all you're using different parts of your brain in the piano you, you have to do the same because you're playing yeah. you can relay the rhythm down but then you can kind of lay over it and kind of you know play around with it and change the, the tones and i think my favorite musicians out there are piano players billy joby and you know the top one elton john and it's like they tell a story with the with the with the instrument you know what i mean like they can really yeah. change the tone and change their the feel of the room by just hitting certain notes and different combinations and kind of just like you know, you know, you hear a song and it really pulls at you, and you're like, "Damn!" Like I, I know what they were thinking when they came up with that tune, you know, or like you know how they felt when they finally put those notes together, and they're like, "Damn!" Oh, man. They knew it. They, you know it right there. You're like, yeah. "Damn!" This is the song, you know. Yeah, there's no yeah. question about it. No, I get that for sure, for sure. With the uh, trumpet, so the first instrument I learned how to play was trumpet, and that was uh, back when I was in second grade, and for a uh, seven-year-old. The trumpet is a little cumbersome to play, and the ability, and the the fact that, you know, it only has three valves, and the notes are pretty much, you know, determined by the amount of air pressure you put into this instrument. And as a seven-year-old yeah. with small lungs, uh, <laughs> to hit those high notes was the challenge among all challenges. And I used to look at my, I only picked up trumpet because my grandfather was a trumpet player in a band back in the day, so we had this beautiful trumpet that we got refinished and. My school was putting on this program, and they were allowing people to take lessons for free. So my parents were like, get in there and do it. And here I am, seven years old, with this giant trumpet that is the size of me. And my instructor is telling me to hit these notes. And I'm like, I don't think I have the lung capacity to hit that uh -huh. note, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm just sitting there, and you're doing that thing with the, you know, I'm practicing the for embouchure. hours. <laughs> yeah, right? Embouchure. And you get the numb lips, you buzz oh, it. Oh, God. No. But uh, did you um did you get past the stage of it sounding dreadful? Yeah, everybody so, has to go through this. But I, I I mean my parents probably hated me because so he, my parents were glutton for punishment because I'm seven years old you know off tune trying to get this thing going. I probably didn't find my my you know my buzz with it till probably like nine ten years old at this point right. And at, yeah. and at this point, they had already gotten me a drum set as well. So, because I, I really wanted a drum set for Christmas. So now I'm making all types of noise in the house, you know. And then I then I meet my friends and we start a band. So now all of us are making lots of noise in the house, you know. And I had the, I was the drummer, so I couldn't bring my drums to a friend's house because that would just make no sense. They come over here and they just make loud, loud noise. And so we were 13 years old to figure out how to actually put a song together. It, my I, I you know my parents are complete angels for putting up with it but in my defense they did purchase me these instruments I was gonna so. say yeah they, <laughs> so yeah, they, they did have go to, they know? said it's a great idea what what was your band name uh oh <laughs> funny story so I remember mine I had a band so we, right, what was yours again we started as accident prone because I had yeah. just crashed my uh, my dirt bike into the fence and broke my nose and then, <laughs> then got kicked in the eye in a fight and broke and got a black eye so I was very accident prone and then we found wow. out there was a band out of uh, Ohio already named accident prone so we didn't want to infringe on there they were way more established than us at Revere High School uh, sophomores. Uh, we really liked um, the movie uh, uh, Dumb and Dumber. So we, we just and we were all born in '84. So we were calling ourselves the '84 Sheepdogs, like the vehicle yeah. they drove in uh, Dumb and Dumber. Um, and then we we gathered a couple more people for the band. And uh, as being immature uh, juniors in high school, uh, we we googled that the average size of the male penis is six inches. So why not call ourselves Average Six? So that's, oh, like that. th that's stuck for years to the fact that we were seniors in high school and our, uh, our guidance counselor who was running the talent show came up to us and goes, average six, but there's only four of us. What's, is there a story behind <laughs> this? And of course, we all look at each other and start giggling like, you know, immature 15, 16 year olds. Not, and we were like, oh, there used to be six of us, but uh, they quit. <laughs> they don't say, you know, so. But um, I, I Adam, what was your band name? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was the drummer for Evil Petting Zoo. Mm, that's right. I do remember this. Wow, where where are those mixtapes? I need to hear this man. Oh, I have it. Yes, it's an Austin Powers reference because you know, like Scotty wow. Scott said, you know, I want to grow up and I'll be a veterinarian. I'll maybe open a zoo. He's like an evil petting zoo. Yes, that's actually pretty good. That sounds so metal. It does. <laughs> we tried to be. It didn't work out that way though. We all had like the problem with us was we all had like different ideas of how we wanted the band to go. I was like the drummer who was like, but Sean like wanted to play like more of the classical stuff, yeah. right? And then like our bassist, so we were like all over the place, and we could never really get it together the way we wanted it to. It just wasn't there. Now, Caesar, did you play in bands, or were you kind of just a solo guy and kind of just did your own thing a little bit? 
Yeah, yeah, I play bands. I used to play in a couple bands, a reggae, blues band, blues band, oh. funk band. For a while, I started gigging. I started writing more music with, for my personal band as like a blues rock. I'd go more towards the bluesier side. So then I would set myself up to play gigs and open for the band I was playing for and then vice versa. Um, oh, so I spent a... Uh, you would open that? for your own band? Yes. Yeah, so like once I figured out these guys were like, had more moment, more momentum than I had in the East Coast. I was like, all right, cool. So let me just write some more songs that sound similar to this. So I wrote more songs, brought it to my band. My band was down to play whatever the hell they wanted to, that I wanted them to do, which was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they were called the F, we were called the Ethics, but nothing compared to Evil Petting Zoo or anything. It was a little more <laughs> serious tone, you know. You guys are very like uh, you know, mature for your ages. <laughs> So we, um, I would set up like if they had gigs, like I know a band they come for you guys. Like, yeah, who is it? This band called The Ethics. Cool. What are they? You know, can I hear someone? Yeah, for sure. Whatever. Then, okay, cool. Uh, what's the guy's name? Oh, it's me. They're like, all right. Well, you know, you can play already, kid, because you play with us. So you mm -hmm. might as well open for us. And then when we got big enough to start opening other shows, we would just have both of those shows playing. So I, we won't take up all the time. Would just be on stage consistently the entire. That's time. awesome. It's a way to uh, do so it. I moved to LA though. Yeah, it was, it was super fun. The whole East Coast and the southern part of, of um, America is so good when you play blues and funk. They love the hell. I mean, southern blues is just a shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That anyway. Uh, since, since I moved to California, I've been playing solo and I was playing with my bands, playing around, yeah. around the whole city. Wow. Yeah. So have you been playing any Zoom concerts or anything during the pandemic? Or like, have you no. been like performing like on like, you know, Instagram, just kind of giving people a little like flavor, you know? Some Instagram posts for sure, and um, I want to do a jam session because my bass player's got this massive uh, uh, um, apartment in downtown LA, and it's big open space. It looks like it's like an office lot. Almost. Okay. And uh, so we want to maybe get something like that together for a Zoom jam session. Yeah. And it's enough, it's open space enough that we literally can be you can twelve social, feet socially distance wow. without a problem. Look at that social Jeez. distance band. Social distance. We call it social distance band. That's probably the new name. Man. That's actually like a that. great name. Everyone's actually, wearing, yeah. the is wearing a mask. <laughs> socially distance sounds like a band that would be big in the '90s, like a grunge band. Like socially yeah. distance. That's a yeah. 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 Ooh. I can feel that, They open right? for Smashing Pumpkins. Yes, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, on the ticket. Social distance. Yeah, they'll come out. <laughs> like an STP style like band. Right? Caesar, <laughs> hey, can I ask a question? Yeah, uh, do you have any uh, favorite crowd interaction moments? Because that's why I love going to concerts when like the singers like, you know, says something that I feel like he, they only said at this time and this concert. Oh, man. You know, it was it was a year ago, like a, like a year and a week ago, almost. I saw it pull up on my Facebook memories. I was playing this festival, this outdoor festival, uh, rest in peace, outdoor festivals. Uh, I, I was playing them downtown L.A. And the streets just full of all these people. And I was playing this gig and every end of the song, it was like uh, like moderate applause, moderate here and there. I was like, man, these guys are not digging it. What the fuck is going on? And typically, uh, you know, I, I play pretty well. So yeah. I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm just gonna just keep doing what the hell I want to do. And it kind of gives you a little more room to maybe do what the hell you want to do. Because if somebody is, if they're not digging it, what you, either you can do worse or you can do better. Yeah. But yeah. you can have fun either Spare way. Right? A little bit, yeah. Anyway, I played it and I even posted online because the clip was so good. Moderate applause, every song. Moderate applause, every song. Moderate applause. <laughs> like moderate a applause. golf tournament. As soon as right? we were done, I know, it was ridiculous. As soon as the song, as soon as we were done, it's like, we got one more song to play for you guys. It's called It's Now. We played the song. We get done, finish it. I go, thank you. It's like someone just like electrocuted these people. They all just stood up and started <laughs> yelling, more, more, wow. more. And it was like, just the weirdest moors I ever heard. And awesome. I'm like, thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Some woman came right to the front of the stage. She started screaming and saying all this. I was like, thanks. Appreciate it. But we had other bands coming up. This woman walks up. And you can, on the video, I watched it not too long ago. You can hear me say on the microphone, the woman walks up. And I was like, you know, they're asking for more. She goes, nice. Okay, guys, give it up. For <laughs> give a shit. Real cock block. <laughs> she was like screw this and then some yeah anyway that was probably my, the most interesting time um wow. yeah it's like your mom picking up the phone when you're like in high school talking to some girl and be like all right you had enough on the phone tonight you guys can hang out <laughs> you're <laughs> done you're like damn okay <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably the most inspiring part i'd say that's pretty cool uh so you have the keyboard set up do you want to would you mind playing a song for us kind of you know or yeah, yeah let's see yeah going 
Alright, let me see. Let me make sure you guys can hear everything. It's like inside the director's studio. It's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Next week we're gonna watch Jordan film a movie from behind. It's gonna be great. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Not Sorry, we didn't mean to put you on the spot, but we appreciate it though, you know? It's... No worries, I'm going to take these off so I can hear the music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you guys can hear this, right? Mm -hmm. oh, Hell yeah. 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 That was a bop right there. <laughs> Done. Oh, closing the fire. Hit, right you are good. Someone's baby. Well, I can't hold this ice cube any longer. Time to let some of you melt for someone stronger. Healthy for me, cause there's no cure for egos lately. How could this be? Daddy, you don't seem to care about me. Things couldn't be better on a day like forever. But now I see a forecast of coming weather is summer, baby. I'm about to be someone's baby. Summer, baby. I'm about to be under someone's baby. Well, I can't hold this ice cube any, any longer. It's time to let some of you melt for someone stronger. Crazy she'd be in a world without normality and poverty. But it's free to take accountability. Things couldn't be better on a day like forever now. But now I see a forecast of coming weather is summer, baby. I'm about to be someone's baby. Summer, baby. I'm about to be someone's baby. Well, I can't hold this ice cube any, any longer. Well, 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 time to let some of you melt for someone stronger. I said, I And it's time to let some of you melt for someone stronger. I did. It had Damn. a very good, kind of a jive, kind of like a. I like it. it. Was like you know, I could picture being like uh, you know somewhere in a park, in the summertime, yeah, it puts me in a good place. chilling too. It puts me in a really good place. That was a straight definition of a serenade. 
Like that was so <laughs> soothing. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks. Guys. I needed that. Thank you. Kind of an old That's, school uh, kind of like jivey kind of like, uh, you know, I could picture a big band behind it with some horns kind of kind of filling in the blanks and a deep bass going in there and stuff, you know. I, I, yeah, I we're still, I'm still putting the rest of it together. I just sent it off to my saxophone player. She's going to lay some sax oh, on top of it. Nice. And then uh, everything else is pretty much done with it. Hell yeah. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for like last minute, thanks, like man. just throwing a keyboard. And I, <laughs> I know, right? It's like, I know, right? <laughs> it's like having Mo Vaughn on, you know, a baseball player on, being like, hey, can you mind, <laughs> mind hitting a couple home runs for me real quick while you're on the ball? <laughs> awesome. So, all right. So, we're getting the end of the show. Caesar, this is your time. Promote us. Uh, also, to enjoy the NCs, send uh, Ryan your links for all your information so we can put it up on the podcast uh, informational awesome. section so people can listen as well. So after this, to send it to him. I'll have it up uh, this week. So, But uh, what do you plug in, Mr. Caesar? For sure, for sure. And Jordan, I want to know the name of that short film that you uh, that you just put up on YouTube. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw you a link. It's called Virginia okay. Forever. And, okay. uh, yeah, it's uh, we can't have it on public yet for uh, festival guidelines reasons, but I can throw you a private link so you can Awesome. Watch. That yeah. totally works. I appreciate it. I missed it in the beginning, so that's why I just want to make sure I get that before I got off. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, so right now, like I said, I'm putting these songs together. I'm making a, a nice short album. Uh, Instagram, it's The Clue Music. C-L-E-W Music. Cool. The Clue Music, which is dope. Uh, Cesar Cardona, you find Cesar Cardona on Facebook. Uh, Instagram, Cesar Strong. But honestly, the most important part right now is the clue music, uh, C L E W on Instagram. And from there, it's all the live stuff, the YouTube, Instagram TV, the SoundCloud, blah, 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 blah. blah. Nice. Perfect. We will be checking that out for sure. And I think everyone out here listening should also do so as well. Jordan, you said you have the private link. You can't. So we've been. We've been privy to seeing this uh, creation, which is, I feel very honored. Really? It's on YouTube, though, right? It's on YouTube. No, we get the private it's a, So it's a private it's link. A private we haven't link. set it on public yet. It was on public. Oh, for I week. see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We set it for public for a week for a limited quarantine screening. I get you. And then we ah, had to close it off so when for possible can... reasons. But I can totally hook you guys up with a private link. You know, we've been through this magical podcast experience together. Yeah. So, when, 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 will, when will the public see it? Um, so I'm hoping by the end of this year, okay. we should know by all the festival, what we got in, what we haven't. Yeah. And, you know, so cool. by the end of the year, it should be made public for everyone. You can share it with your grandma, your kids, whoever, you know, this show it to the whole family. On your twist, all the twisted f- people, you know, a fuck of yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a, cl- a fuck of a cliffhanger. It's a good first date movie. Honestly, I think. Yeah. It- yeah. I, I made the mistake of seeing that uh, Ben Affleck movie where the uh, he, he was accused of killing his uh, oh Gone Girl Gone Girl yeah. on a date uh, okay. many years ago uh, with a girl I just started dating and I looked over to her and I go, damn, don't you get any ideas? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a taxi driver man, right? It's yeah. the wrong movie in the any, beginning. Shit, uh, any girl that says Gone Girl has her favorite movie, mm. I'm like, yo, get away, <laughs> yeah. stop working. What best endeavors to you, you know. And uh, so, Jordan, how can we, do you have a website that people can check out some of your other works and all that good stuff or just the social media? Uh, yeah, so our production company is called 90 Degree Films. And so if you type that in, the site should be, you know, one of the first things that pops up. Um, follow me on Twitter. It's at uh, Soupy Doopy, S-O-U-P-Y-D-O-U-P-Y-Y. Oh, yeah. my, my last name's Campbell, so my nickname's Soup. Ah, makes sense. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yep, nice. yep. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, and so follow me if you want controversial movie opinions and uh, dick jokes that were written like by a fourteen-year-old. So nice. Okay, yeah. considering your so considering your last name and also you being a writer, are you a fan of? If you know Joseph Campbell, you know what? I need to read his works. Um, but yeah, uh, his his books I hear are amazing. Do you have it? I have so much. Hold on. The man of a thousand faces. Oh, Wow, this guy is supporting my like grandfather's stuff. Dude, he is he is so amazing. This is the book you would want to get as a writer, oh, as shit. an artist of any kind. You want to grab the Hero of a Thousand Faces. That's what it is, Hero oh, wow. of a Thousand Faces. Wow. Yeah, it's so brilliant. So this book, and I'll keep it real quick because I know you guys got to split. Yeah. Um, he um wrote this book, came out like late forties, I want to say, and okay. um, 
it, uh, it just, it ties in the monomyth that every single story that we tell and we live in life is just the same story. Right. But just different detail, right? That's, and, that, and then he uses that expression of our psychology of who we are as people using like Jungian psychology um, to explain why we dig it so much. So he wrote this, this guy who was writing this like weird space film in the 70s shelved his writing and was like, eh, I can't think of anything else what I but he kind of left it for a bit, read this book, went back, applied this information to this movie, wrote it, finished it, that was Star Wars. Oh yeah. shit. No way. Dude. And then oh. so he after that it's so this book this first off it's wow. it's like a it's a lifestyle almost because it's uh. just to understand that we're all the same. You yeah. know, because you you watching film art imitates life and back and forth. Yep. Um but then Joseph um uh, George Lucas came back to Joseph Campbell and had him consult for the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the oh, Jedi. Shit. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I knew like he read the book and was inspired for A New Hope. I didn't realize. Mm. Dang. Damn. You know, I heard that George guy, I heard he's doing all right financially. Too. I think he's doing all right. <laughs> I, think, I might check it out. You know, I think Mickey Mouse wrote him a big paycheck. And I think he's, <laughs> I think he's taking care of pretty well, so. <laughs> yeah, like in the 80s afterwards, when Joseph did the interviews, um, uh, George Lucas let him and Bill Morris do a series of interviews on Campbell or on Lucas Ranch oh, uh, wow. for that reason. Like, just anyway, the point I'm making is not to just, you know, fucking sell the guy so much, but it's just brilliant <laughs> as an artist. Book, it opens up so much. I, I've been pitched on reading the book a, a lot, but you fucking sold me right there. I was going to say, yeah. emotional journey I just went on. So yeah, I, I need to read it now. Yeah, you've convinced me. I'm a big Star Wars fan, and I'm not big on reading, but I think I will read that book. I, I really feel like I have to now. I feel like I'm obligated <laughs> to. <laughs> We're in the book. Did George read it? And he was like, now this is Jar Jar Binks. Yes. <laughs> he didn't. He was like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Adam, real quick, what do you plug a big guy? Um, you know, you can always find me here on the on the Yard 84 show and obviously my movie discussion channel on YouTube, uh, The Whirlwind Potato. Um, I should be back in about a month. I've been on hiatus for about a month, so uh, should be back soon, though. Maybe someday uh, Virginia Bravo will be on The Whirlwind Potato. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> I, would like, I would like to see Adam break that movie down. Because he but basically, so the world one potato takes movies or takes concepts of movies and breaks them down. I, I die deep, and he I goes deep into deep pieces in of it. So it's it's you, it's an honor to be on that in that that uh, show. So oh, thanks, oh, I, I believe it. Yeah, I love you have a thing with titles too. Rolling potato, man, you're knocking it out. You Nobody go. gets it though. It's too smart for people. Like, what the hell is a whirlwind potato? It's like it's a whirlwind of movie news and reviews from a couch potato. Why doesn't anybody get this? Just, right. just like my dean did. Uh, I just thought it was like some sexy, mysterious conglomerate. I mean, it's the same reason my dean didn't understand why my band was called Average Six. You know what I mean? Some people yeah. just overlook sex. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody watches my channel. Season, thank you so much for joining us. I had a great time. And, awesome uh, meeting you guys. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, this is so fun. I appreciate it. Come back again soon. And uh, if you guys are ever on the East Coast or in the specifically in the Boston area, hit us up and let us know. We'd love to get together with you guys. So, yeah, thank you so much, guys. Pleasure to meet you all. All right, guys, and everyone else there watching, make sure you check out uh, di84show.com on YouTube, iTunes, and all those other good things. And uh, yeah, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a good week. See you guys later. Bye.